This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. By the latest count, more than 50,000 people work in the biotech field in Massachusetts. But here in Illinois, the number of people in this field is under 4,000. So why the stark difference? And what's being done to make Chicago more of a destination for biotech innovation and entrepreneurship? Well, a pilot program is seeking to build this infrastructure by training a cohort of four recent Ph.D. grads to be business savvy in addition to being brilliant in their field. Michelle Hoffman is executive director of the Chicago Biomedical Consortium. She joins us for our weekly Chicago Innovators series to tell us more about the program. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. First, when we say biotech, what does that include? So biotech is the use of biological material to help with human health, agriculture, really any application that furthers human progress. Um, you hear it frequently interspersed with pharma, pharma. So when people talk about biopharma, biopharmaceuticals, and, and really what we use the canonical definition is not how we think about it. How we think about it now is really we think about the leading edge of medical research and medicines. So is usually how people commonly use that term. The Chicago Biomedical Consortium has been around for a while. Can you give us a little bit of the history? Sure, absolutely. Um, so we are a research consortium among currently the three Chicago major R1 universities. So this is University of Illinois, Chicago. Northwestern and the University of Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, we have been around since 2006. We are generously funded by the Searle Funds at the Chicago Community Trust. And what I can tell you is, is that we've undergone an evolution. So during the first phase of our existence, starting in 2006, honestly, the goal was just to really get the scientists at the three major institutions to collaborate. Mm -hmm. um, we, we've done yeoman's work in getting basic scientists across the three institutions to collaborate. But recently, we went into phase two. And this is really all about biotech and biomedical applications. Well, let's talk about you. Your background is, is pretty unique, Michelle. You, you're a scientist, right? And you've, you've worked, you most recently worked uh, uh, doing economic development before that mm -hmm. position. Tell us more. Yes, yes. Uh, so I am what happens uh, when you look at something and you say, wow, that looks interesting. I want to do that. So yes. And I you actually my... do it. Yes. <laughs> and and I, I, I do get the opportunity sometime to do it. So I, I was trained as a basic scientist. I have a PhD uh, uh, in molecular and cell biology from Berkeley. I did an academic postdoc uh, at Brandeis in cellular neuroscience. And then I spent 15 years working as a strategic advisor to life sciences and biotech companies all up and down the food chain. And um, regardless of where I lived, a lot of the center of gravity of the work that I did was out of an office in Boston for reasons that Boston, you know, has emerged as the premier biotech hub. Um, so I did that for 15 years, but I actually found myself in Chicago um, uh, for family reasons. And then I fell in love with Chicago, as people do, which I have found. And I was offered a job at an organization called P33. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a privately funded uh, nonprofit that's tasked with economic development by elevating Chicago's tech ecosystem. Um, it is spearheaded uh, by Penny Pritzker, 
Uh, it's spearheaded by the Civic Committee, as well as Chris Gladwin, who's a tech entrepreneur in town. Um, and there I really worked on how do we actually build a life sciences ecosystem in Chicago. And I, I do want to emphasize, I am not the only person working on this very, very hard problem. Yeah. But what was great about P33 is, is that I really networked around to all of the different organizations that are trying to solve this problem so that when I went into the CBC, I really did bring that economic development lens into what has primarily been an academic institution. Yeah. You mentioned Boston a moment ago. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to that because sure. I alluded to it earlier and you mm -hmm. and other colleagues, you've been hearing anecdotally from recent grads mm -hmm. that they are leaving Chicago and they're going to places like Boston. Why is yep. that? Right. So right now in Boston, and I think you know, depending on whose numbers you look at, but even if you look at BLS numbers, as you said, I, I mean, there's somewhere between 50 to 80,000 people employed in biotech in Boston. Um, and the venture is there. The large companies are there, right? Uh, uh, everything is set up right now in Boston to really make sure that if a biotech company starts up, there's the capital, the people, and the know-how to really make that happen. Um, and so uh, they're so desperate for talents. I can't remember the exact statistics, but I know when I looked at this two years ago, it was like the median turnaround of employees right now in biotech in Boston. This, sorry, this is a 2019 statistic was something like 14 months, which is completely unsustainable. Wow. <laughs> and it got worse during the pandemic. And so if you go to Boston and you have a PhD, you get snatched up and you will learn all about biotech from the inside out because you'll be part of a company that's really trying to, you know, push this cutting edge science into therapeutics. And there's no experience like it. And that's what one of the things that we want to try and help build here to retain our PhDs. Yeah, well, tell us more about this inaugural program. What are you trying to do? Yeah, so um, right now the CBC uh, is we are really focused on um, helping scientists within the member institutions, three member institutions, uh, we want to fund their most viable biomedical applications, right? So we have these $250,000 grants that we give to scientists with the best um, uh, potentially viable biomedical applications. Um, and that's, that's a pretty good chunk of change, especially since it's, you know, essentially non-dilutive. Um, it's, but it's actually hard to know what to fund in terms of biomedical applications, right? This is, again, why it's such a specialized uh, uh, venture community. It's, it's extremely specialized by how you actually check all of your due diligence. Mm -hmm. And there's an art to it. It requires a lot of legwork, a lot of experience, and also a lot of resources, so a lot of dollars. Um, and so we know we have to fund these scientists, and we want to fund these scientists, but we want to make sure that we're funding the best and, and most viable work, and that we're also managing it for success. And so we want to kill two birds with one stone. We're actually going to be training fellows to help find invest. Uh, that the best applications. And then once a project gets funded to help the PIs manage the de-risking stage and de-risking is in, in very early science coming from the university as it's mm -hmm. being commercialized. De-risking is when you do science experiments to make sure there's no red flags um, and, and that there's a reason to believe. I see. Um, 
So they'll be doing this paid full time for one year, and then they've pledged to work in the Chicago ecosystem. So we'll teach them how to do this, and then they'll go into the Chicago ecosystem to use what they've learned and their network to further grow our biotech ecosystem. So they're learning the science and how to build startups. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and also importantly, as I like to say, how not to build startups. Right. <laughs> right. So it's, uh, you know, and, and I think that's one of the things, one of the, one of the most important things to understand is that just because you can patent a discovery does not mean you should commercialize it. And that is, is certainly one of the things that we see, not just in the Chicago environment, but even when I worked, you know, in Boston and Copenhagen and all around the world, you see a lot of these university professors that have very nice patents and they want to build a business, but it's not a good business. <laughs> and they're not told that until they're far down the road. And this is what we're going to be, or at least one of the things that we're going to be training our entrepreneurial fellows to recognize. And the ultimate goal here, the hope here is that it will make Chicago more competitive in the biotech industry. Is that right? Absolutely. And and so I do want to emphasize, right? So there's a lot of great things about this program, right? So we we can retain our PhDs. They're paid full-time for one year. So they, they have the ability to really learn this stuff. Um, but we've also built the program around four basic pillars, right? Very intentionally. So So the first is cohorting. Um, we want to bring in a number of fellows at a time. This is a team-based approach. And we're going to bring, you know, so, so our four fellows are starting now, and then we want to bring in four more fellows within six months. So the, you know, older, uh, uh, the more tenured can teach the new ones. Mm -hmm. And what that really does is enables them to get out and they, they already have a group of people that they know how to work with and trust. And so this, again, was extremely intentional. So if you look at the Boston biotech ecosystem, which is explosive and it's you know worth a ton of money, you can kind of trace for the, the, the good companies that are coming up, you can kind of trace the management of those companies back to like four main companies that, that were started very early on and really only came to success, you know, in the nineties and the aughts. But because these people have worked together, it's very easy for them to, to form new management teams and really drive a company forward when every minute counts. So the cohorting is really important. The second thing is inclusion. <laughs> um, so if you look at bio's numbers, and I think they did their first inclusivity or diversity survey, mm -hmm. I think it's something like 1% of biotech management is black. And we're in a city where less than 50% of residents self-identify as white. Yeah. So, you know, we're really striving to make sure we're intentional about inclusivity and equity from the start. We want to build our biotech ecosystem in a way that looks like us. Um, and then as part of that, it's really about networking. So they'll have their own cohort, but there are people across Chicago who do have the benefit of experience and connections. And they have generously donated, you know, their time and their Rolodex, although that's not a thing anymore, um, <laughs> to helping. Says who? <laughs> yeah, I, I still use one. I, I still use one too, but I work with 20 year olds. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, we want to make sure that they come out and they're networked, right? That's one of the biggest things you can give an entrepreneur as a network. And then finally, of course, there's the experiential learning, which, you know, there's really no substitute for. I'm glad you brought up the diversity piece because that's an, an issue mm. among leadership in this field. Uh, are you addressing that in your selection process too? Absolutely. So, you know, we, 
you know, we could do a whole other episode on what the issue is with the academic pipeline. But assuming right now we're not solving that, what we think is, is that to actually recruit our PhDs, we need a broader group than what is available just at academic institutions. And so what we did is we intentionally built an outreach and selection committee uh, that was composed of uh, women and people of color who we asked to, you know, share the call for applications among their networks. And then we included them in the actual interviewing process. So if some, you know, if we had a candidate of color, right, they were going to be asked questions, not just of, you know, not just by faculty, which, you know, is on all of my stakeholder list, but also of people in venture and industry and banking, uh, uh, who look like them, right? Who've had shared experiences. And what's great about that is they help with the selection. They help with outreach. They help with selection. And they're also going to be ad hoc mentors and advisors. Nice. Well, we've been talking about them. So why don't we take a minute and and give the four fellows a bit of shine? Who are they? Uh, They are some wonderful people. So we have Shannon Dorazan. And she just received her PhD from uh, Northwestern. She is trained as a neuroscientist, but is also a fabulous and inspiring public speaker. Um, She is very dedicated to diversity, equity, and inclusion in STEM. And, you know, she's going to be pretty busy working with us. But, uh, you know, one of the things that she really wanted to do was help um, with high school and college students and really helping them get interested nice. in life sciences. Um, we have Carl Sokolowski. Uh, he is recently um, graduated from UIC's uh, College of Pharmacy. Um, he is a dual PharmD PhD and works, uh, he's worked on some really fascinating uh, drug delivery uh, technologies. Um, and he is uh, Chicago born and bred, um, I believe, even nice. a product of CPS. So we're very excited to have his civic pride. Oh. Um, we have Alon Nascon. Um, so he also just got his PhD from Northwestern. Uh, he works in uh, uh, computational biology. But what's great about Elon um, is that you know, computational biology has just been one of these things where you're like, oh, no, it's the computer people. But he actually has wet lab experience. So as an undergrad at MIT, you know, he worked in wet labs, and then he came to Northwestern to do his PhD. And so he's just amazing in the ability to kind of bridge those two worlds. Mm -hmm. And again, he's another person where his civic pride showed, you know, he did his undergrad at MIT, but he was like, I could stay here and do great in biotech, but I want to come home. Well, we just uh, got a couple Chicago. seconds. Tell us about Amanda sure. Maldonado. Yeah, so Amanda Maldonado is on the very verge tomorrow of finishing uh, her PhD uh, in cancer biology, and specifically in ovarian cancer. She's extremely passionate about drug discovery yeah. um, for oncology. That's wonderful. That's Michelle Hoffman. She's executive director of the Chicago Biomedical Consortium. Thank you, Michelle. Great work. Thank you so much for having me. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.